American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game, which we know that they really don't have. I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. But he ain't better. But in my opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast, too. American football in Finland. The voice in your ears right now is Perfect Purvis, and this is American football in Finland. First-time listeners, welcome to the show. Hope you're ready for some brutally honest football analysis and opinions because I'm straight out of bullshit. Returning followers and AFF faithful, you know what it is, T-I-F. Today on the show, we're in national team mode. We're talking about the European championships being held here in Vanta. Uh, I have with me today one of the best coaches in Europe who's taking the year off, Coach Q. Welcome to the show, Coach Q. Always glad to be here, Purvis. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. It's good to have you back, man. Uh, looking forward to top 10 plays coming up soon. Oops. Shouldn't have told you all that, huh? Oh, oh, oh. All right. <laughs> now you know something coming. It's coming soon. <laughs> Only people that listen to the podcast will know. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, France beat Finland yesterday, 21 to 14. Game was intense, is to say one word. Uh, first half. France was only up 7-0. They didn't take the game away until the fourth quarter with two two scores that put them up 21-7 at a point. And then fin Finland finished strong by scoring another touchdown with 30 seconds left in the game. But Q, what did you see from both the French and the Finnish national teams in this game? Um, well, I think I've seen um, two – you know, I would say France was a, a very polished team. Like you say, they played in the uh, – World Games last year, mm -hmm. and uh, but against this 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 Finnish national team, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have knew that. I mean, um, Finland actually stepped up. Uh, I think they brought their A game as far as as a whole team. Um, the intensity was great. The crowd was in the game. Um, I think it, this game came down to uh, a few. I'll say a few coaching plays. I mean, overall, I think both teams were, were coached well. I think a few situations um, probably could have been coached a little better, but. You know, I, I don't try to judge uh, coaches' decisions and stuff like that. But I think this game came down to the one-on-one -on -one matches. Um, the, fin uh, the Finland national team defense played a great game. Um, but when you think about football, it's always uh, who's going to make that play. And I think um, the touchdowns that France did get, uh, you know, it could have went either way. You know, their, their receivers just made the plays when they needed to. Um and that's the difference of, of, of a win and a loss right there is the DB getting an interception or a breakup or a receiver catching the ball or dropping the ball. And I think that's actually what this game came down to is just France made the plays they need to make to win the game. And, uh, you know, the score, it was a close score. Um, it was actually a great game to watch. And I think all everybody that was involved uh, uh, probably could see that. And uh, it was a lot of passion in the game. Um, it was a great international game. I think if, if you want to see international football – that was a great game to watch, and uh, you just seen two teams going at it. You know, it, it, it was it was the best of the best from both countries, and and it was it was a great game to watch. 
Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I'm tr- still trying to decide if I want to be positive or negative in my analysis. But um, in this game, you probably saw – that's probably the best game you're going to see in the tournament. Um, yeah, I'm putting it out there. I don't think um, the Austrian team is going to really be able to keep up with the French team. And it goes back to what you said about the experience. Yeah, I think this this French team definitely has the experience of playing in international competition. But this Finnish team, a lot of these guys know each other. A lot of these guys have played with each other. A lot of this coaching staff knows each other. So they had a little bit of an edge also being the host country. They're a little bit more comfortable here. And they showed it in this game. They, In my opinion, the, the Finnish team definitely played above what we expected them to play. And the French team also played at a, a little bit higher level. And that was a difference in the game. A lot of what the French team did had to do with the fact that they were comfortable in their style of play. They had a lot of different formations on offense. That's very hard to do on an international level, be able to have personnel changes, uh, formation changes, and verbiage being done all at a quick pace, knowing that you've only practiced so many times. And that team was Mm -hmm. very polished. Finland, on the other hand, their talent was there. I think that defense probably – in my opinion, Finland's defense was probably better than France's defense. Finland's defense was the best in this tournament so far, and what it came down to was that their offense was not up to snuff in this game, basically because that offense wasn't built to be up to snuff. In this game, you watch the game, and in the first quarter, you're like, oh, my God, two great defenses playing football. You've got um, number 92 from France. Damn it, I'm sorry I don't know your name. I think it's Abdel Ajo. That could be it. I think that's mm. it off the top of my head. He had three pass breakups as, as the left defensive end in the first half of the game. Like, he was reading the plays. He was making plays. And that's what the defenses of these two teams were doing. The defensive teams were making plays. Offensively, mm-hmm. what you saw was that France said, we're going to run the ball. The running the ball wasn't working. And France said, we're going to continue to run the ball. It still wasn't working. France said, we're going to continue to run the ball. And then in the fourth quarter, France said, oh, well, we'll throw a pass here. Oops, we got a lot of yards. Oops, we scored a touchdown. Mm. And they're like, okay, well, let's do this now. While on the other side, what you saw Mm. from Finland was Finland came out in their same basic offense. The run game wasn't as successful early in the game. At halftime, they mixed it up. They brought in Miro Cadmary, a quarterback. Awesome decision by the coaching staff bring in a new quarterback, run a different type of offense that France hasn't seen. There's no film on this offense or this guy at quarterback. They did a couple of things. They go down, they score. And then after that initial spark, the offense shot itself in the foot. They drive down, miss a field goal. After that, France gets the momentum in the game. And from that point, Finland's offense went into catch-up mode instead of we know what we're doing. And when they did that, they got away from what they were good at, and they tried to do a different type of offense with a new quarterback who haven't – I don't think he's had as many reps as the starting quarterback for what they were trying to do, and it just it didn't pan out for them. In this game, against any other team in this tournament, Austria included, I think Finland would have played well enough to win, but France just showed that they are the best team in this tournament and that's what happens when you play the best, man. You either win some, you lose some. But Finland did a great job 
hanging with this team the way that they did and playing the style of play that they did, I still mm-hmm. would say, man, uh, France, if y'all give us a rematch next year, whoop y'all ass. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I think <laughs> I, I think it had a lot to do with the experience of the French team. Not taking anything away from the team, but France is the better team in this tournament today. And I say that knowing that if Finland had a couple more games underneath the belt, they'd figure out a way to beat France. Yeah, I said it, France. I hope y'all listening too. I, I will say this: uh, you know, p- certain plays in the game, um, in this France and Finland game, uh, could have changed the game. One, one in particular, uh, was when France scored. I think they threw the touchdown to the to the kind of the pylon and the left pylon. Um, but Sebastian Carbon, um, line, one of the Finland, Finland's best linebackers, he had he was on a blitz, came untouched, and uh, the running back for France, he chipped him. And that gave the quarterback probably two or three, probably at least two other seconds to wait for that receiver to run that route. And he, and he ended in a touchdown. That was one play. Um, and back to that running back again, He the, the touchdown that he ran, he actually broke a tackle and actually got some yards after contact and scored. So it's a, it's a lot of those plays in these games where that actually means something like the, the block that he got. You can obviously see that the, the, those guys are used to playing in these type of games. Like I said, you know, they played in the World Games last year. So, um, and a lot of those Finnish guys are used to playing in international beat games too. Um, but I think, like I said, this game came down to who is going to make that play when when their team needed. And I think, like you said, Finland, Finland's offense just didn't give them the plays that they needed. Like they just couldn't, mm-hmm. they couldn't get it going. They couldn't get in that rhythm. I would have loved to see Kari um, with a few more carries. I would have definitely. Definitely like to see Kimi uh, be premiered more in that offense too. Uh, I, I also, you know, I always say I feel like Kimi um, is one of the best receivers in Europe. Definitely one of the best, is in, you know, in Finland. And I would have liked to see him uh, be targeted a little more too. Um, but like I said, I don't like to question coaches, you know, their their abilities and, and, and strategy. So, like I said, the game came down to to who can make play when their team needed. And uh, France was was the better team yesterday. Um, because they made the plays and they needed to. Um, it was a great game. I, I I feel bad that France and Finland had to be on the same group, had to be mm-hmm. on the same group because it would have been nice to for those those two teams to be on opposite sides and maybe have a chance to play in the final. So I do think that's the best game that we probably will see in this tournament. Okay, today we have – Defense coordinator of Finland's national team, Kale Karpanen. Welcome to the show, Coach Kale. Thank you. Good to be here. Always good to have some of the best coaches in Finland grace us with their presence on the show. Uh, we're going to jump right into asking you a couple questions. Team Finland lost against Team France 21-14 in a very tough and well-played game by both sides last night. Tell us a little bit about how it was preparing for the French team. Well, a lot of work. It, yeah. It was probably the most difficult game plan preparation I've done as a defensive coordinator, considering they're, I think they're kind of an NFL-type offense. They had six personnel groupings, uh, 17 formations, not counting different backfield alignments from those uh, different things they do out of each. And... And and we pretty much had to match our personnel to their personnel so they would not get too bad mismatches. 
So, so there was quite a lot of things to do, scouting what they do, trying to have a game plan to put our players in best position to execute. And then, of course, teaching that game plan to players to, in, in, in a way that they can execute in a game without being too much bothered by thinking. Uh, hey, Coach, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, thanks. How exactly uh, do you prepare um, some of your younger guys that you have on the national team now? How do you prepare those guys and keep them, you know, level-headed coming into, you know, these type of games? I think it's just the culture that rubs onto people. We, we have a lot of young guys, but we also have a lot of experienced guys who have been in these tournaments, who have been in uh, big games in European Championship tournaments, who have played, uh, for example, with the Roosters when we've been playing the Swarco Raiders or Vienna Vikings, which are big games to us in big stages. So... So we have people who have experience from that. We have culture of how to prepare for big games. And I think it's just kind of automatically rubs off on the young guys, too. It, it, it doesn't really have to be so much of a conscious, conscious thing to do. In the game against France, they ran the ball. Like, they were committed to running the ball this entire yeah. game. What did it feel like to you when you were stopping them from running the ball, but they continued to do it? Like, what was going on in your mind when you're thinking defensively of how to, like, make them turn into a passing team? Uh, I was pretty happy with the situation at that time. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were able to stop the run relatively well. And looking at the statistics, I still think that way. Looking at the film, I think we, we did pretty well up the middle in the lines. We had a Small problems when, when Steven Yepmo bounced outside, tackling him, of course, but I think we did relatively well there, too. But when they finally started throwing a little bit more in the second half, uh, that's when we had, had, had a few lapses where they were able to get a couple of touchdowns, some big plays. So, so I think kind of th- th- at that time I started to get a little bit worried if, if, if they would turn more heavily into passing. They, they used a little bit of empty formation, doing more of that. Then, then I think we would have had had even more trouble with their offense. But I think in terms of in terms of the running game, I was pretty happy the way things were going in the first half. Do you think that they were trying to kind of like lull you guys to sleep with the run because they didn't? The passing game really didn't get going until the end of the third into the fourth quarter. Do you think that was something that they came into the game thinking that they could do is force you guys to kind of stop the run? and then kind of hit you with the pass later on in the game? Do you think that's something that they were trying to do the entire time? I don't know if it's something they were trying to do. I think they were committed to running the ball. Mm-hmm. And then, then at some point, they just started counting one plus one together and noticed that they were doing better passing the ball than running the ball and naturally started to, a little bit do, to do a little bit more of that. But I think, I think they're pretty much a system offense. They have a certain way they want to play. And they like to keep it that way for quite a while before before changing things they do. And, and, and they didn't make a lot of changes, but, but uh, as, as you noticed, maybe turning a little bit more towards the pass in the second half, third quarter, fourth quarter. Um, coach, uh, this is more of a, a personnel question. I mean, you have some of the best um, Finnish players that I've seen play um, in Finland over the years. How exactly, how exactly easy or how easy is it to actually pick your starting eleven, I mean, you got some of the, some of some great guys on that sideline. Yeah, uh, how hard was that to make the decision? <laughs> there's there's a couple of hard decisions, of course, but we were able to create roles for I don't know 
17 players, probably 16, 17 players. We had eight defensive linemen who were rotating throughout the game. And we were varying between a, a nickel set when they had three receivers or more and, and uh, like a 3-4 set when they had only two receivers. So, so we had kind of a semi-starter roles for 16 guys in our defense, something like that. And then we had a, we had mm-hmm. a few injuries, uh, Santeri Inkin, and most notably that gave playing time to one more guy. So hard decisions on, on, on who to start, who not. Yeah, but uh, I think the good team with national team is that you have a lot of good players also on the bench, so you can create different personnel packages to, to, to match what the op- opponent is doing and to do certain, certain blitzes or certain coverages on your own. Coach, one thing I noticed in the game was that you guys got them off the field. Their third yeah. down completion percentage, I think it was like 25% in the first half or something like that. You did a great job on third down. What did you guys do to make sure that they weren't successful and couldn't convert? I, I well, first of all, we played relatively good in first and second down. So most of the, or, or some of their third downs were longish yard and uh, down, uh, down and distance situations. So it's not that easy to convert. And then we were able to get some pressure on on our third down blitzes at least. I think I think I, I would have liked us to get a little bit better pressure with a four man rush, uh, but we did get some pressure with the uh, blitzes, which which caused their passes to be a little bit off. So. I, I think that's the thing, but I think that's 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 how I think about defense in general. We need to be good on first and second down so that we get to a third down situation where we can do fun stuff, blitz them or max coverage or or double their receivers or or whatever. So if if you play good on first and second down, then then you have uh, a lot more alternatives on how to handle third down and it's easier for you. Uh, just a little quick question. Um, okay, next game you got coming up against the uh, you know rival country Sweden. Yep. Um, what kind of what kind of things are you telling the players right now? Uh, obviously, everybody wants to go to the finals, um, but you know, only two teams can go. But what kind of things are you are you telling these guys now to 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 kind of get them to look at the the positive things going into this this game against Sweden? Yeah, and obviously, a big disappointment to lose such a uh, I'd say winnable game against France, uh, and 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 it's a disappointment. But I think. I think everybody in the team is motivated to beat Sweden. I think uh, we understand that when we look when we look back at this uh, after a while, I think we can be pretty satisfied with the way we played against France, with the way we beat up Great Britain on defense. But we can do that only if we handle the last game. If if we screw yeah. up the last game, then it's really not worth anything to be able to be on the same field with a really good French team and, and to kick Great Britain's ass. I think uh, that's kind of... I don't think we need any extra motivation that, and it's Sweden. That, 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 that should that's enough. <laughs> yeah. so I just want to tell you, Coach, uh, you know, uh, uh, what you're you know, doing with those guys, it looked real good. Like I said, uh, you know, watching the national team over the last years, I think this year was one of the, probably the best defenses I've seen um, with, you know, having the young guys in there with, mixed with the old guys. Santu had an amazing game. Um, I just wanted to say congratulations on everything that you're doing with these guys because I know there's something that they'll remember, you know, for, for a lifetime. So just want to say congratulations on that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know this isn't the uh, Helsinki Roosters, but – your defense is playing similar to the way that Rooster defense is playing. It, it looks really good. 
just wanted to let you know that we're watching it. And I mean, it looks impressive, very impressive with obviously the best players in Finland, but the way that you guys are doing it, like you said, you have 16 or 17 different positions available so you can rotate guys in and they're all playing very cohesive considering there hasn't been that much practice time and playing against a team like France that just won the world championships last year, meaning they've played extensive international tournament yeah. games. So they're a little bit more experienced to be able to like hold that offense the way that you guys did is really impressive. And I look forward to seeing you guys. I'm going to say it. I look forward to seeing you guys beat Sweden and do it soundly because I don't believe their offense is going to be able to do much against that defense that you guys, that defense that you have set up and coordinated for this national team coach. I hope you're right, but we got to execute it tomorrow. Appreciate you coming answering a couple of our questions today. Is there anything you want to say to the Finnish national team and the fans coming to the game tomorrow? Uh, just come to the game, have fun, see good football, and uh, let's, let's see a win. Well, all right, Coach. Appreciate you being on. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, bud. See you, Coach. Give me a shout-out, Q. Final words. Hey, shout-out. Hey, shout-out. The Brandon Cunnett, quarterback of the Helsinki Roosters, for doing a great job um, with the broadcast. And also Jabari Harris, you guys did a great job uh, broadcasting that game. Um, to all the other teams that are still in the tournament playing, um, you guys are, are doing something great for your countries. I hope everybody appreciates it, um, where you guys are coming from. I know you traveled. You're getting to see a lot of Finland. You're getting to see a lot of Helsinki. You're seeing the beautiful weather. Um, enjoy this time. Enjoy this playing time, you know, playing with these guys and, and uh, Purvis, you're doing something great right now. You're doing something that, that everybody is loving. You're giving out a lot of information about this tournament. And I just hope everybody, uh, you know, appreciates the tournament and appreciate what this football is doing um, all around the world. So, oh, That's it for American Football in Finland. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Tune in in like two or three days, and we'll have another one for you. And I'm out. That's it. Ooh, I'm out of here. American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Podbean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Podbean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening. American Football in Finland.